Rune Lords, it is me, DM Clinton, and I am here with two remaining members of the Warriors of Light. Reeton, played by Nathan. I don't like you. I can understand that. And Connor is playing Hugo. I miss Kirk and Siobhan and Harper and Noel and Braskin and Uller. Guitars. 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 Who could forget guitars? Marionetta. Hey, Marionetta lived. Brother Davros. <laughs> Poor Brother Davros. Merrimack. Yeah, Merrimack. Riel. <laughs> you know, one of the comments we got, like, I, I don't mean to date us or anything, but a while ago was, uh, <laughs> you know, Clinton doesn't really kill anyone. He's, he's really last to you. Shalalu. Isn't she like a major plot point at some point too? Yes, in a, in a future campaign, yes. Oh, so what okay. you're saying is we're not doing Emerald Spire. Emma Regent. <laughs> Jade Regent, that's what it is, yeah. You know, the green one. Right, the green one. So we are in to the abjurant halls of Envy off of the main Runeforge level. Reeton and Hugo have evaded the chamber of vengeful, whatever this thing is called. The, the... Wasn't it gluttony? No, you're in, in you're in the chamber of oh. the one with the anti magic bomb. Yes. Or what is it? Major's disjunction, whatever. Disjunction. The, yes. the one that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd say all of them are a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Okay, so you've uh, evaded that, and you've, you're near the uh, pool that you uh, collected all of the silvery metals that is on one of the character's stuff. Probably Reedens. It was a uh, component. It was like a silvery, liquidy metal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember doing that. Mm-hmm. It might be in our party list. Reedens definitely has that on his character sheet. Yeah, uh, sure. Wink. Ethelion, there it is. There are 12 flasks of Ethelion. So you're there at that empty pool now, hanging out and using it as a resting area. So go ahead and rest. Um, how long do you intend to rest, Hugo and Reeton? At least eight hours. I think for fatigue, I have to rest 24, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So, and I have 17 hit points out of 161. <laughs> so... Could I attempt some sort of heal check for long-term care, maybe? Of course. Please do so. Read and blow on these decks. I need a lucky roll. Uh, a 17. Not as bad as I thought it was. It is a success. Yay. So you all get the bonus for long-term care. I still have just a little over half of the charges on this wand to cure light wounds. So if you need more, we could burn this thing out. How much do you heal is my question. Your hit die times two. Mm-hmm. And that's 24 hours? I thought that was eight hours. Providing long-term care, if your heal chest is successful, the patient recovers hit points or ability scores lost ability damage at twice the normal rate. So two hit points per level for a full eight hours of rest or four for a full day of complete rest. There you go. Four four hit points per level? Per level. So if you're 10th level, that'd be 40 hit points. However, you cannot provide long-term care for yourself. So it'd be plus 56. So Hugo is performing light activity during these, this time. 
It's okay, I'll just get my normal care. However, you don't need to rest because this place doesn't need sleep. And a couple of days go by, and then um, we have two new characters to introduce. We have Aristotle Hieronymus. That's me. Introduce your character, Aristotle. All right. Aristotle, to put it bluntly, is a hobo. There's a lot more to it than that. He actually grew up in a wealthy, notable wizard family in Carvosa, and his father was a teacher at the Academy, which is a renowned wizard school. The problem came when Aristotle wasn't a wizard, he was a sorcerer, and his family wasn't taken to that. So they kind of disowned him when he was younger, and this is at the time where he's trying to come to terms with his arcane power, and he doesn't really know how to handle all of it, because being a sorcerer is not quite the same as being a wizard. So he ends up wandering around, and he's visited most of the inner sea region, and he basically travels around tattooing people as a trade, and he typically gets run out of town until he goes to the next town and tries to tattoo people just so that he has enough money to keep living. However, he has found out too that the Pathfinder Society is pretty welcoming of most walks of life, so occasionally he'll find himself doing a task for them. And it seems that the task at hand needed more than one Pathfinder Society member. That is correct. You were assigned Vraskin, played by Aiden. Introduce your character, Aiden. I believe it actually be reintroduce the character. That's right. So, at one point, Vraskin was down with a dwarf, a half-orc, and a half-elf fighting a creature called Malfeshnikor, and got his guts ripped out. Next thing he knows, he awakens in a graveyard with a crazy-ass-looking chick above him. A goth dampier, yep. Yep, with the symbols of Urgothoa on her and a giant scythe. And she tells you, you're wanted for greater things. Urgothoa wants you to deal death. Is that okay? She looks down at you. It's mighty fine by me. All right, your friends need your help. Go out and adventure and help people out until you can get your power needed. And so you did. And you were approached by the Pathfinder Society. And you told them what it was that you were after and who you were after. And you were following in the footsteps of Reeton and your other companions. Yep. And so your trail has led you to figure out the stones outside of Rhymeskull. And you cast all the appropriate magics, opening the portal. And then you come here to Runeforge. This place is now quite popular. Regular old planescape over here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you find yourself in a portal area, and you came from the portal entrance. And you're now in a larger circular chamber where there are seven large statues surrounding a pool in the center of the room. There's a Sahedron room scratched into the bottom of the, uh, the floor, pointing to each statue. And away from each statue are seven different tunnels leading off into the darkness. What do you guys do? Hey, dude, do you think we're in the right place, man? Most likely. See anywhere else I could have gone? It looks like there's some blood over there, dude. You want to check that out? Sure, might as well. All right, Reeton, I'm going to roll something for you as they speak. Yeah, dude, there's totally blood over here. Oh, Hugo. Reeton does not perceive, but Hugo hears voices coming from the main portal room. Reeton, grab your sword. We might have trouble. All right. I'm going to grab my sword because we might have trouble. Okay. Go ahead and start moving. 
until you reach the chamber of vengeful disjoining. And we know to wait for the disjoining rod to go off so we don't lose all our gear. Correct. And it has recently gone off so you know you're safe for a few more minutes. Okay. And then Reeton and I go through the Ebdrint Halls of Envy and back into the portcullis room. Right. I can see them now. And, and I can see... Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> and I am going to be like, Fraskin, what's up? Uh, I'm going to... Uh, who are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Reeton. You remember me? You know, like to hit things. Watched you die. <laughs> I'm traveled with a dwarf named Reeton. Oh, yeah. So, uh, long story short, my head was ripped off and I was reincarnated as a bugbear. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know what? You actually look better. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You still haven't wiped that white stuff off your mouth that, uh, what's his face left there, so. Oh, yeah. Does Raskin know about, uh, oh, Foxy no, he G? Does, he does not know anything about Foxy oh, G. Oh, God. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Reeton to remind us all. While they're chatting, I'm going to pull out, uh, it appears to be like a smoking kit or some sort, and it's got a very nice wooden carved pipe on it that's embellished with gold. And while they're talking, I'm just going to start like packing the pipe up. Like, dude, do you do you guys know each other? A long, long time ago. Some might say a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah for both of us, we, apparently. We, we ran together. He he got one shot by Malfeshnikor. Then my good friend Oler and I took Malfeshnikor down. Oh, by the way, Oler's um, perished, unfortunately. Oh, dude, I read about that in a book. And then I'm going to take a twi uh, tinder twig and strike it up, and I'm going to light my flay leaf. You don't have dude. spark? I like the tinder twig. It looks cool. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Dude, that's a wild story, man. I heard about that Malfeshnikor, dude. He doesn't seem like a real chill dude. How long ago would you say that was? It was a while back. At least, like, nine levels ago. <laughs> many many moons how many moons clinton i need to know the exact number <laughs> oh no oh no i have no clue it's been time okay <laughs> was it i supposed been, to track that been oh no <laughs> it's been months it's well past winter into spring now so months yes well it's still i think it's still winter time yeah, I think it's still winter time. Lots happened recently. <laughs> All right. All of you are together now. What does Fraskin and Aristotle want to know about the area that they're in? I can describe the chamber. Uh, sure. This stone chamber is nearly 200 feet across. A large pool of bubbling prismatic liquid occupies the center of a raised dais in the middle of the chamber. The spiky flanges of the seven-pointed sahedron are engraved into the marble floor. Each tip of the enormous rune points at a 25-foot tall statue facing the pool with its back approximately 10 feet from a partially concealed arched opening in the wall directly behind it. Each statue depicts a different figure, but all are imperious and finely detailed. You know that this place is a Runeforge place. This is the Runeforge. You don't exactly know why the Warriors of Light have gone here, but you know that they have. Magic has brought you to their trail, but you're not sure why. Gotcha. Dude, this place looks old. Yes, it's very old. The Pathfinder Society didn't know enough. They just knew that Reeton and his companions, the Warriors of Light, were trying to fight an ancient evil, but they weren't sure what. Understood. Okay. 
All right, read and fill them in. So uh, we came here, and we have to get weapons that can dominate. I don't know what it means, but we need dominant weapons so that we can take out Karzug. Was that his name? Hugo, Karzug. That's right. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just get all the stuff together. So I'm not exactly sure what we're doing here, but I know that there's some necromancer down below that kind of rolled us. So we may have to take care of him first. Dude, necromancers are harsh. They are. And a couple of our friends died down there. So, I mean, it's happened before, so I can kind of put two and two together. We may have to take out a couple of our old friends. How combat effective were they? Well, they lasted one fight, so not very effective, but one of them was really good at, like, sundering items, and the other one was really good at being ranged, so she had, like, a 15-foot range on her whip. Do a lot of things like tripping from reach and being a nuisance. She had a bee, so I don't know if any of you guys are allergic, but there might be a bee down there. Ah, dude, she sounds hot. Knock it off. Go to horny jail. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of which, we already cleared the Iron Cages of Lust, a point down to the, what is that, the south. Mm-hmm. We already took care of that one. There was a whole bunch of succubi. There was a guy we had with us who was, uh, something was up with him. He wasn't right in the head no more, but. Oh, we might have to kill Mr. Pug, too. Yeah, poor guy. No, it wasn't Pug. It was uh, Mr. Mutt. Mr. Mutt, yeah. Poor guy. I see the oddities with you have never changed, Reading. Clinton, I'm putting Mr. Mud on the list of people that you killed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, where do you want to go next? Do you want to go down again, the ravenous crypts of gluttony? Or do you want to try to maybe gain some more levels and come back? That sounds like a great idea. Go to some other danger, like the shimmering veils of pride or the vaults of greed. What do you think? What does everyone think they're well attuned for? Yeah, who wants to kill a necromancer? I don't, just because I'm virtually useless against it. I want to help. Fucking boy, howdy do I want to help. My only concern is leaving a necromancer alive is just going to give him more time to become stronger. Do you right. Yeah. But so will you, after getting the loot from the other places and experience. That's fair. I really want to kill that necromancer, so I'm rooting for that, but... The only concern is that some four of you went down to take him on. Only two of you came back. There's only four of us this time, and there'll be three that we're taking on. Albeit, they'll probably be shells of their former selves, but it's not discount at least their physical attributes. Trust me, if I can hit them, they'll be dead. I'm gonna sit down here next to the fountain while I'm smoking my flay leaf and be like, dude, just let me know what we're gonna do, man. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. All right, so a necromancer has invisibility. Anybody good at seeing invisible things? No, but I'm good at not being seen, dude. Okay. I can make it so that I can see him. That will be more helpful than what we had last time, which was almost nothing. I can give you an idea of where he's at, but it's not perfect. Yeah, there's a... I don't know what it's called, because I'm not one of those magic peoples, but there's like a trap door down below that underneath he shoots out a bunch of lasers. Do you remember what that was, Hugo? It was his sarcophagus or something. It was bad news is what it was. It was. It hurt us, but I think it might have healed him. It definitely healed him. If we could have 
found that out while he was ethereal, we definitely would have seen him get healed. So... Alright, so he is not only a necromancer, but also undead himself. Yeah, so we need to find a way to take him out and then destroy... Isn't there... I, I think before the other two died, one of them said that you have to destroy, like, an artifact for them to actually stay dead? That we would need to destroy a phylactery. Can I try to see if I know what that is? Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Before Kurg died, he told me that his staff was like, he was using it to cast and stuff. Okay, it's an arcane bond of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very typical of arcane finger wigglers. Could be. Well, I don't know much about phylacteries and liches, but... We should probably destroy the whole lot of it, just to be sure. Right. You're right, man. Those things are pains in the ass. I have to make some changes to some characters. I wasn't sure that you guys were actually going to go this route. Hey, uh, Vraskin. Yeah. So that dude over there said the lich is invisible. You got a thing for that, right, bro? Uh, I can affect that myself, but I can't help anybody else. Can you, like, cast it on other people or no? Nope. Oh, that's a bummer, man. I'm not usually the one for helping others in general. It's true. I can give you blind sense. Again, it's not perfect, but it's a start. I guess that'll help, dude. Yeah, and for us, it's less about seeing exactly where he is and more of having a general idea. Because if we can tell where he is, we can hit him with spells. Yeah, dude. Zap. I will have to take out Shaban and Kurg. I can probably take them out pretty easily. Kurg's annoying because he does he he's able to sunder stuff quite well. Right. While we're chatting, I'm gonna go ahead and cast Ghost Sound so that we can have some music to listen to while we're chatting. I like, <laughs> I like to listen to music when I'm smoking my flay leaf. And the best way I can describe it is if you can imagine a bard playing roundabout. <laughs> Dude, have you guys ever heard this song? I was at like this tavern over at a place called Sandpoint Bro. And I was over there in this tavern and this bard was playing this bitchin' tune. I've been to Sandpoint once. I've been to Sandpoint a lot. There was a rusty dragon inn that I went to. Yeah, dude, that's the place. That's where I heard that bard at. The the rusty dragon? Yeah, man. I guess the place was recently renovated or something. They were all celebrating it reopening. Yeah. It was a pretty rad time, bro. So what have you been up to, Vraskin? How's the uh, being alive again? Weird. I know, right? Uh, at least you didn't get made into like a kobold or something. I... <laughs> I'm going to pull down on my collar of my cloak, and it just scales mostly down. More kobold than you might think. Listen, I wasn't meaning... Uh, I'm not racist or anything. I was just... I'm going to go and let's go kill a necromancer. We should do that. We should kill the necromancer and avoid this conversation. You never told me you were dead, dude. Well, it wasn't pertinent information. I guess that's true, bro. Anybody want to hit on this flay leaf? I mean, yeah, sure. I'm going to pass him the pipe. I hope there's not a roll I have to do for this. There is. <laughs> See how high I get? You have to roll a fortitude save DC 12, which you're going to pass. Okay. Let's roll a natural one. Unless you roll a one. Cool. I rolled a 34. And for the next hour, you're going to get a plus two alchemical bonus to all your saves against mind affecting effects. Oh, you're also fatigued. I'm fatigued? Yeah. For how and you long? Take for one hour. And you take one wisdom damage. And that's what's saving the roll? Yes. The, the roll is just so you don't become addicted, which there's more things that happen when you do. Guys, let's get the whole campaign addicted to drugs. My wisdom sucks anyway, so. 
Dude, you're looking a little dazed. You want something for that? No, I'm good. Thanks. Fucking drug addict here. Okay, that's cool, bro. And while he's doing that, I'm going to take out a potion of invigorate and drink it. Oh. So I'm not fatigued. That reminds me. Reading. I remember you. I had an issue with this, and I heard you were still alive. Oh, yeah. Here. So I'm, I'm reaching to my backpack and tossing a smaller pack. There's five potions of invigorate. Oh, hell yeah. Should be able to um, how, long, how long does this fatigue and uh, wisdom damage last? The wisdom damage lasts for 24 hours, like regular damage. That's and the fatigue just lasts for the one hour that you get the plus two save to your mind affecting effects. Okay, so I'm going to save these potions of invigorate, and we'll just I'll just say we should hang out here until the fatigue wears off. And then we can go fight the necromancer if you guys want. Uh, sure. Yeah, dude, you want me to play some tunes? Sure. Yeah, play um play Onyx Sabbath. Onyx Sabbath? There's that one song I, I heard is called Paranoia. I'm surrounded by idiots. Bro, just relax. We'll get there. All right, so hour passed. Fatigue goes away. Meanwhile, I'm going to tell Hugo about that time that you made the general store not want to talk to us in Sandpoints. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let us, uh, since the hour has passed, I'm no longer fatigued. Let's go take out a necromancer, huh, guys? So while we are starting to walk that way, I'm going to start buffing. Yeah, I'm going to do a couple things, too. Oh First. yeah, Braskin, little thing little thing you should know. Same thing with new drug dealer. Dude, my name's Aristotle, man. Aristotle. What you should know is that I can't take buffs while I'm raging. So if you're gonna buff me, you should buff me before the battle. Dude, you look buff enough to me. Thank you. But what I meant Braskin knows what I meant. Good to know. What? <laughs> oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for uh, Alex's next character after Reeton accidentally murders him. You can't hit me if you can't see me, dude. Actually, you can. There's a 50% miss chance. <laughs> nah, bro. All right. It looks like we're uh, we're ready to transition into the uh, necromancer halls, right? Yep. I'm gonna be casting mage armor on myself, just so we're aware. Uh, see, I figured we at least have mage armor already going. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Because it's hour per level, and we yeah. have been adventuring. So. I'm going to tap my shield tattoo and activate that as well. Yeah. So, what I'm casting in this order I'm casting shield. I already have mage armor on me. Casting bone fist, minute per level. See uh, invisibility, 10 minutes per level. Mirror image, minute per level, and that is die four plus four. Let me roll that now. So, I have eight mirror images going. I'm also casting Heroism on both myself and Reed. Plus two morale bonus on attack rolls, saves, and skill checks. Got it. Ten minutes per level. Oof. Okay. I'm also casting Stone Skin on myself after using Blood Money to comp the material component cost. It means I take a die six points of damage and one point of strength damage. Take five points of damage, but I now have Stone Skin. Okay. All right. I have placed you in a marching order of traveling left to right. So right being the front, even though that's not where the ravenous crypts are on this map. So Reeton and Raskin in the front, Hugo and um, Aristotle. Aristotle, thank you. I'm I'm just remembering names now. Uh, in the back, Roger. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna whisper. By the way, 
the walls, if you disturb them, apparently they summon wraiths. So let's not do that. Literally come out of the walls. Okay, we are now in the ravenous crypts once again. Yay! Standing outside the crypts of the builders. I feel like I was just here. You were just a few days ago. I'm going to kind of show them away. Be like, here's this. Oh, I'm also going to cast spell resistance on myself. I, I figure with most of these things, I'll just call out the ones that are rounds per level. Okay, sounds great. Because everything else is 13 minutes, which is, what, 130 rounds? Right. Okay. And I'm going to point up there to the, what I'm seeing is north, but it's, I know it's not north, whatever. There's a, a negative energy something up there that we okay, might so want to take care of. Who's flying first? Let's. I want to get that out of the way. Who's flying? I'm not flying, but my wings are out. Your wings are out? Yes. You have natural wings now? Yes. At 15th level, uh, leathery dragon wings grow from my back as a standard action, giving me a fly speed. Take it. You hide them. You hide them under your cloak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Reeton leads you into the house of the Patriarchs where you see great pits in each of the corners of this roundish chamber. Uh, there's a walkway that goes north, south, east, west. There's uh, double doors to the east, south, and north as well. And there's, uh, yes, you can totally, totally see the infusion chamber is open and glowing purple. There's something to do up there that we probably should take care of it, but I know that when our good friend Harper touched something up there, she got negative energy levels. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know how to take care of that. Either of you do, that'd be pretty cool. We can inspect it at the very least. Now, I assume that Kurg and Shaban are going to be alive and well when I get when we get down there. So does anybody have... I'm going to assume that the Necromancer has the invisibility, but Kurg and Shaban I don't think did. So if either of you had like greater invisibility you wanted to cast on me so that I could kill them quickly that would be pretty cool yep that is the exact thing that I can and will do okay I'll show you the entrance and then we can start our game plan okay and from here on out I'm going to be moving stealthfully which is what a half move speed the door to the north and south of in the abattoir room is closed I'm going to whisper to Vraskin saying that these doors were open before, so I guess he did some tidying up. Most likely. I don't think it'd be a bad idea to do some of our shorter duration tasks right now. Yeah. Great idea, dude. So at that point, I'm going to cast Greater Invisibility on Reeton, and then Greater Invisibility on myself. Would anybody like Blind Sense before proceeding? I'm okay. I'll grab it. That lasts, what, 12 rounds? 13. 13. I'm going to cast Magic Circle against Evil. Okay, cast all your spells. I'm slapping Reeton with an Oracle's Vessel. Everyone sees his eyes get all black and chalky looking. It's going to be weird when they're all red and chalky looking. (laughs) So now I have Greater Invisibility and Oracle's Blessing. Or Oracle's Vessel, sorry. Yeah. Oh, dude, do you want to be, like, faster? Like, hasted? Yeah, dude, I'll make you fast. Yes. Cool. I'm not smoking any more of that weed, though. I mean, bay leaf. Lay leaf. Dude, I didn't make you smoke anything. Don't be like that, bro. (laughs) I'm not saying you make... We're not getting into this. This isn't the place. Also, everybody has a plus one of their natural armor from Bone Fist. Cool. Yes. You also have bone spikes growing out of your joints. Ooh. That's okay. Is that just Tariton or everyone? Everybody. Really? One creature per level, no two of which can be more than 30 feet apart. Ah, okay. 
So who's getting hasted? Right. Everyone? Everyone's hasted. Everyone. Okay. That's the minute per level stuff. Okay. Or a round per level. Okay. Great. It is now round three, essentially. I'm going to go. I'm going to rush in there. I'm hasted. I'm invisible. I figure I might want to try to catch him by as much surprise as possible. So I'm going to okay. go down here, open this door. Uh, you open the door and there's a stone wall behind it. Ah, bitch. And by you opening the door... Wraith spawn. Wraith's spawning. They're coming through the walls. Yep. Roll for initiative. Yes, roll for initiative, everyone. I rolled a 20.02. Nice. Hugo got a natural 20 for a 27. Aristotle has a 15. Vraskin got a 5. That's just like the old days. <laughs> if I say we grind it out here, get to level 20. <laughs> That's right, just stay in this chamber. <laughs> and use these things to grind to level 20. <laughs> we had talked about it previously. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's descend. Let's, let's do this descending order. We have a wraith, uh, the one that Reeton, apparently it caught you by surprise. You were flat-footed, if you can. No, I'm not. <laughs> it reaches out and tries to swipe at you. You know, the, the, the incorporeal touch thing. Can it see him? Oh, yes. It has life sight. Actually, it's life sense. Ah. Oh, uh, just as if it possessed the blind sight ability. Okay, life sense is like blind sight. Okay. Perfect. So, yes, it can sense you through walls and all that kind of stuff. So, knows right where your token is, everything senses. Okay, so I rolled AC 17, Incorporeal Touch, against Reeton. Okay, yeah, that hits. Two points of damage, two points of possible Contrain. 27. You made it just fine. Then, uh, Hugo, both you and the Wraith got the same exact nut, so it's just a, whoever gets it first. Hooray, I'm a winner. Hugo is going to respond to the Wraith popping out of the wall and giving Reeton the bad touch. By casting a flame strike on his position. A flame strike on his position. It, and of course not targeting Graskin or Eaton in the, oh. these squares. Could I have a reflex save from that wraith, please? Yes. Boom. This actually might be quite useful. I hope so. Reflex save. There you go. Reflex save, uh, 14. A 14 is a failure. Okay. That will be for a flat 50 points of damage. So he takes half of that, 25 points. I'm helping you guys. I'm helping. I always forget these things are incorporeal. Another wraith appears from the northwest. It moves, uh, okay, gets right there as a move action and gets to the the sorcerer, the new one. Oh, which one? It would be Aristotle. And he's going to go out and coddle Aristotle. You just had to make the rhyme, didn't you? I did, I did. <laughs> AC 22 touch. To touch, yeah. Two points of con and two points of damage. Wow, okay. Uh, fortitude save. Yes, DC 17 fortitude save. Okay. That's going to be a 2442. You did it. Nice job. Imagine, if you will, a world where your existence is within a cave and everything you know is just shadows on the walls of this cave, except all those shadows come to life and try to murder your ass. Bro, that's Play-Doh. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, I still take the two damage though, right? Yes. Another one, half in and half out of the wall, attacks Reeton. What the hell? He gains cover from your attacks. AC 12 touch. Misses. Wow. Okay. And then Reeton is next. I'm going to attack the one that attacked me. I'm going to do a full round attack. Not raging. So does a 35 threaten a critical? Does a 35 threaten a critical? Yes. Does a 21 confirm? Probably not. Uh, no. So that's 27 points of damage. 
And then does a 25 hit? A 25 does. Another 28 is what I rolled, but it would be 14 points of damage. 14, okay. 21 doesn't hit. Nope. And then my last attack, does a 25 threaten a critical? Oh, wait, a 21 does, so you would have critted. I, I apologize. So I would have critted. Okay, so that would have been 27 plus 23, so 50. It's a strike. Okay, so it's dead. Mm-hmm. So then can I move on and do my other attacks on the second one? Okay. okay. Yes. Uh, then 25 for 28 points of damage. Mm-hmm. And then, well, 14. And then a 25 threaten a critical. It does. Does a 26 confirm? Yes, it does. Is it destroyed? How much damage? 24 plus 19. It's 33? Yeah. No, 43. Yeah, yeah, that would be... 21. Yeah. Okay. No, it is still alive. Ish. All right, Braskin, you got that. Okay. The last wraith comes down, moves five feet, and tries to touch Hugo. Don't you dare. I'm sorry, um, uh, Aristotle, pardon me. Ooh, natural 20 on a 27 touch, Aristotle. Wow. Does a 20 touch to confirm? Yeah. So you are critted. That means double Condrain. So six plus five is 11 points of damage. I still get a save, right? Yes, you still get a save. I rolled a one. Oh, no, critical failure. Oh, no. Okay. Bye, Aristotle. So. Oh, I was re- I getting really tired of that character already. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. He's awesome. All right, one die six Condrain, an additional one point. So four points total. It's drain. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Permanent. I try to stay back and I get credited by shit. <laughs> All right, Aristotle, you're next. I am going to cast a spell. I am going to cast Scorching Ray. So this is going to be a touch attack. Um, I'm going to choose two of the ones that are next to me and the third ray at the one that's kitty corner to me. You are in melee range. So that means you provoke two attacks of opportunity. I'd like to cast defensively. All right. My concentration is 20. Okay. However, they are within, as you cast a ranged attack in melee, that does provoke attacks of opportunity as well. Oh, I had no idea that was going to happen. Anytime you attack a ranged attack, even if it's a ranged touch spell, it provokes attacks of opportunity. Then I don't want to use that spell. Bear with me, everybody. This is my first full caster. All good. I have an idea. What's Take that? a five-foot step down into the right. Yes. And then do it? And then do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. Okay. Five footstep of Mage's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's going to be three range touch attacks. First two is going to be at the one that would have been next to me. It's now five feet away. Wraith's touch AC is 18. So the first one is going to be a 20, and the second one is going to be a 16. So the second one's going to miss. Let, let's do each one individually. All right. All right, that's going to be 18 damage. 18 damage. Half of that is nine. Yep. Okay, so nine points go through. Then it's going to be the second one is going to miss. The third one, I'm going to fire at the one that's next to it. 24 on that one. 13 damage. 13. So half of that is seven or six. All right. That'd be my turn. And you're done. Okay. Yep. Haste ticks. Greater invisibility is ticking. And Raskin. So I am going to step away. And Reeton seems to almost have down here completely taken care of. So mm-hmm. I'd much rather worry about our companions back here. Okay. I am going to pull out a small vial of acid, pop the cork, point it at them, and it is going to erupt forward in a 60-foot line, catching both of them. Oh, okay. Acidic spray. Make me a reflex save, DC 21. 
two reflex saves, starting with the left and then the right. A 10 and a 17. Okay, both fail, which means they both take 13 die six plus 13 points of damage. The additional 13 points is due to my Bloodline Arcana. Whenever you cast a spell with an energy descriptor that matches your Draconic Bloodline's energy type, acid, that spell deals one point of damage per die roll. Right, Vraskin is a kobold kin. Yes. Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer. Yep, black Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer. My breath weapon is a 60-foot line of acid. So they take all of that, but of course it's reduced by half. Yep. So 32. 32. 32 points of damage to each of them. Very and good. It, it continues burning for one round, dealing a die six points of acid level per two caster levels to any creature that failed to save. So that'll be a six, die six. Yes. Okay. And that is my turn. That is horrible. It is wonderful. <laughs> round four. Hugo. Hugo's going to try to finish the job and drop another flame strike on these guys. Can I have two reflex saves, please? On those guys. Okay. Two reflex saves? Yes, indeed. 13 and a 24. The 13 fails, but the 24 passes. Okay. It's going to be 48 points of damage. So half of that would be 24. That one's destroyed. Hooray. And this one's also destroyed. You did it. <laughs> well done. I'm going to take a five-foot step and pass my turn afterwards. I want to be as far away from the walls as I can right now. And then the wraith that Reeton is fighting goes first. It mindlessly attacks AC 16 touch. Hits. And for three points of damage. And possible three con drain. Right. Yeah, I rolled a two and got a 19. You succeed. Don't roll a one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. As long as it doesn't show up red, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Now get your revenge, Reedon. Yeah. 26 for 26 points of damage. 31 for 24. It's dead. Yes, it's dead. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yay. Okay. And I assume that wall is still showing up there. Yes, there is definitely a wall there. It's all been walled off with stone. And I assume the one on the top is the same way and will spawn some freaking wraiths. Well, we can always check. Can somebody, does anybody have detect magic or disable magic device? Would that disable magic something to stop these walls from being here? It is possible that they used stone shape or something and just erected walls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a mage, a magic. I'm not a magics. It's theoretically possible to melt through it, given enough time, the acid. Do you open the door to the north? I vote someone with a lot of fortitude does it. I'll step over and open it. The door opens, and it is just an open passage. All right. We solved the door problem. <laughs> okay. Raskin, you enter into a research room with table, some a stool, a barrel full of water, a bench, some bookcases behind. The table has well, has been cleared of anything of use by previous looters. Yeah, I'm going to stop moving because I have no clue where we're actually going. So I've not so, been here before, so... Uh, yeah. There are two doors leading from this room, one to the north, one to the south. I'm still invisible, but I'm going to open this door to the south because I kind of know where we're going. Okay. The door opens. You see a passageway south. Yeah, Just follow it. the scent of Bugbear. I mean, I can see him, so... And at this location at Junction, you see the broken remains of the stone that was there before previously. Oh, yeah, I remember that happening. 
and then I'm gonna go down. And Braskin can see me, so he knows where I'm going. Hugo knows where I'm going. Round five. So I'm just going in here. Yep, and the secret door apparently is closed again. Uh, well, I'll open it. You're you need to take more time. You're having a hard time finding it. Well, I already opened it, Clint. I know where it's at. I know, but it's around here somewhere. All right, round six. We'll check again. Nope, can't find it. Where is the heck is this thing? Can somebody else roll a perception check? Braskin's right behind me. Can Hugo assist from over the shoulder? Sure. I will try to assist. I'm not going to actually search. Hugo, your sight shows it clearly to you. It's that broken brick over there. Reeton, oh, that one, okay. And he opens it. Reeton, Reeton, Reeton. Now I can move another 60 feet, and I'm just going to move 25 feet here. Oh, wait, there's door. No, no, no. There's doors closed. What are you doing? <laughs> I didn't see the doors. I'm moving. There. Apparently, I've got to open this door. Where? The, yes, that door needs to be moved, which takes time. Okay. He's trying to burn out our buffs because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you open it up and the small five-foot room and a secret door. You need to find another one. I've already found it before, Clinton. Yes, I know. <laughs> you gotta find it again. Uh, I have C invisibility. Can I just... No, it, this is not an invisible door. It is a secret door. It's hidden. Hugo and Braskin, help me out here. Oh, no. N- no need. Reeton remembers where this one was. Oh, good. I found it. <laughs> that now then sets up the encounter. It is round eight. You see Azaven there over the body of Siobhan, doing horrible things to her. Kurg stands there with red, glassy eyes, milky and red, staring at you five feet from you. He had a readied action to attack you as Azavan had heard you coming from the, when you were fighting the wraiths, he heard that. Okay. And I rolled really, really, really high for him. Oh, of okay. course you did. Mm-hmm. Can we see that roll? We have, we have somebody who can. <laughs> it was a 30. I saw it was a natural one, but it was indeed a 30. Well, Right, skill check, stamps. Kurg had a ready action to attack anyone who opened that door. And so Kurg does so. Does he have 10 foot? He does. Nope, he doesn't have 10 foot reach. Ah. Oh, whoops. Okay, so he's going to wait. Uh, what kind of spells would he have cast to buff himself? Also, wait a minute. He can't see me. Kurg can smell you when you get within five feet. If he had cast uh, Alter Self or on himself. Uh, yes, alter self. Uh, no, not orc. Okay, well then he... he'd know that Harper wouldn't be with us. Why would we be invisible? He would have enlarged person. Okay, that would definitely be on. Okay, well, yeah. If he doesn't have alter self active, then he wouldn't be able to smell. Okay. Oh, uh, they've had plenty of time to buff. He would definitely do that then. Fair. He'd only do one or the other though. He wouldn't have both on. He'll take a large person. Okay, that's a good idea. Hired sixes to hit. Oh yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I would have cast Displacement. Displacement, okay. So he's displaced. Mirror image. Mirror image. He's definitely... Okay, so let's roll those. Five images. He'd have Intensified Shocking Grasp stored in the chain, and... Hey, I have a great idea. I would like you to run him during the combat when we come back next time on Rise of the Rune Lords. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. I can't wait to see who dies next time.